And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. I'm Frank Felker. My guest today is Peter Frampton, a lifelong entrepreneur and educator who believes in the potential of every person to live the life they want and is dedicated to helping as many people as possible achieve that dream. Peter is also the creator of an incredible method of teaching accounting principles to business people called Color Accounting. And I'm so pleased that he's been able to take time out of his busy international travel schedule to join us here today. Peter, welcome to Radio Free Enterprise. Frank, it's a real pleasure to be on the radio. Thank you. And people may be thinking that I'm kidding about your incredible international travel schedule, but I will tease you more about that further on. First off, Peter, I'm sure you're sick of talking about it, but we have to make it clear for people who were alive in the 1970s, those few of us that are left, that you are not that Peter Frampton. You're giving your age away, Frank. (laughs) Yes, I did meet the other Peter Frampton, the famous guitarist. And in fact, I gave him my Twitter account because I figured he needed Peter Frampton more than I did. Are you serious? That's a great story. I'd love that. <laughs> I waved him down at a concert and said, my name's Peter Frampton. He said, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful story. I love that. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Well, I have a personal story I also want to share. Unfortunately, it's not quite as cool as that one, but uh, I think it's applicable to what we're talking about today. I, as many listeners know, first got involved in small business when I was 13 years old when my mother opened a copy shop in Northern Virginia outside of Washington, D.C. And um, we really struggled for years. And there was just, there was so much that we did not know about running a business, not the least of which was accounting. And I was particularly frustrated about that because I was always pretty good with numbers, but I could not make head or tails out of accounting. It just didn't seem to make sense to me. And I remember I went to an adult education course, uh, I think after I got out of high school, and uh, Mike, I was even further just totally mystified. I couldn't figure out what this guy was trying to tell me. And so then I went to college and got a degree in economics and they forced me to take accounting and uh, all kinds of, you know, finance and all sorts of things. And little by little, it started to become clearer to me. And then also the fact that I had to deal with it at the family business every day and every year at tax time helped me. And then around uh, the year 2000, late 1990s, I was a a founder of a dot-com company. And those VCs or venture capitalists, they're funny. They really want you to have your numbers right. And uh, they want very complicated projections and all kinds of stuff. And I, so I learned and struggled and thank God my brother helped me uh, put together some very complex spreadsheets and all kinds of stuff. Uh, my point I'm trying to make is I have always struggled with accounting in spite of the fact of all my years of experience in business and my propensity to work with numbers. That was, of course, until I took Peter's course. What was it, about two or three years ago, Peter? I went to your course in D.C.? Something like that, yep. Yeah. And I was just amazed at how you had, like, almost like Superman's X-ray vision. You had looked through all of the complexity that seemed to have been layered on for centuries to accounting and got right down to the nuts and bolts of what's important the music or the music i was about to say the music goes round and round the money goes from here to here to here and the objective of the exercise is to put it here 
Indeed. And I, I thought that was great. And each type of, uh, you know, account has its own color and so forth. I'll let you explain further. And I apologize because I normally try not to speak so much on the interviews, but I wanted people to understand how amazing your system is. Right. And, uh, and what just such a, a revelation it is to people. So, Tell me your story about what color accounting is and the kinds of people and organizations that you're able to help with it. Well, you know, firstly, Frank, thank you for saying what you just said. And and you speak for so many people that they they know they need to know this and they've tried and they've struggled and and it didn't work. And yeah. And I, I guess, yeah, we, we've we've found this uh, way to just make it easy. And sorry, won't you just repeat the question there? I was just saying, uh, tell me what it is and the types of people and organizations that you're able to help. Right. Well, thank you. So, so what it is, um, it's called color accounting because it uses color. Although actually, the real essence of it is is that it's it's a, it's all about language, and that's what makes it accessible to people. As you said, you were good with numbers, but you still couldn't understand it. That's because what the the traditional accounting industry hasn't done well is is work with the words what do the words mean and when you get clear on that it makes it so easy so who do we make it easy for well um we work with all sorts of people because this is really such a such a wide problem i mean this week the 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 top uh wall street investment bank we trained 400 people on on monday for the in their onboarding program the people who've come straight out of college half of whom i have to say had already studied accounting but ended up understanding it much much deeper all right i have to interject it's up to you i i can take it out later if you don't want to that was goldman sachs that you trained 400 people for isn't that correct well if i have to say yes it was it was goldman sachs (laughs) yes you have to say it i'm i force (laughs) you to say that's great yes and and yeah and again, I must interject. These are guys, guys and gals. They've just come out of business school, for goodness sake. They've come out of the top of schools and probably have uh, uh, graduate degrees in business. And yet your system is able to help them see this more clearly as well. You know, Frank, the thing is people don't know what they don't know. And mm-hmm. people who think they know it, they realize, oh, goodness, there's this whole realm that they don't know. For example, again, we don't want to get too much into the weeds. I know, I know that, but mm-hmm. when people don't understand what revenue is, you mm-hmm. ask mm-hmm. anyone what's revenue, and they don't know. They 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 all say, as your listeners are probably thinking, revenue is money you receive. That's wrong. It's not, and it's not inconsequential because that actually I could tell you some stories later about that misunderstanding alone kills people's businesses particularly small business owners. And you asked me, you know, who do we work with? Well, yes, we work with these big banks and so on, and we're proud of that. But the probably the most common people we're working with are small and medium business owners and managers who are battling along on their own and they're busy and they're, they're you know, they're, they're committed and they're working hard and they know they need to know this stuff and, and they need to read financial reports and understand the finances of their business better. But they don't. They don't. And it's like an Achilles heel. And we fix that. So it sounds like you're saying that it's almost as if it's a foreign language, that it's more of a nomenclature issue uh, than a functional issue that's stopping people from understanding it. It's the words, the names, the nouns, the verbs, the adjectives that uh, that are used in accounting. I love that. I love that because you're, you're, you're nailing this point that it's really about the language. And, you know, if color accounting is a radical 
dare I use the word breakthrough in financial literacy education, it's because we've we've deeply approached the subject as a language. And mm. in fact, we refer to accounting literacy. Now, you don't often hear accounting referred to as a form of literacy. You, you, you know, we've all heard of financial literacy, but what mm -hmm. people don't realize is that, you know, you want to develop your business acumen. That's why a business owner comes to us. I want better business acumen, right? And that's underpinned by financial literacy. What's not widely recognized is that accounting literacy underpins financial literacy. And if you try and talk business and you try, try and talk finance, unless you know what the words underpinning it are, you're building on a, you're building on sand. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Well, you know, we don't have enough time. In fact, I wish we could sit here all day. Uh, I'm just um, re remembering uh, how energized I was uh, to be your student in, in one of your classes. Uh, so I want to try to get to the highest level and most important points. What, let's say somebody, uh, one of these uh, uh, business owners, mid-level managers, whoever, top C-level executive, takes one of your courses, how do they benefit? What is it that they're able to do on the back end of this that they couldn't do before they came to see you? Oh, Frank, where does one start? They can manage the cash flow of their business. They can fix their cash shortage problems. They can see where things aren't working optimally. They can, they, in the end, they can make more profits. Uh, That's what it's all about, isn't it? Well, well yes, and there's a, and, but wait, there's more, right? <laughs> because as I, as I said at the start, Frank, you know, I'm deeply, and, and me and my hundreds of colleagues around the, the world are passionate about people, and some of the most moving stories are the impact it has on the individual human being. I mean, if I, if I can briefly, Frank, you know, there are stories like uh, the widow who, um, whose husband died. So she inherited the family business, uh, you know, a, a, a good, profitable, medium-sized business. And immediately she's on the board and she's working with the CEO. And she wasn't involved in the business prior to her husband's sudden death. And she is terrified. And she after these board meetings, she goes and locks herself in a room and is crying because she's letting down her husband. She's, she's, she feels like a fraud because she's pretending to know what she doesn't know and she can't contribute and she can't ask the right questions and she can't mm. be the leader that she suddenly needs to be. She does our one day workshop and it changes everything. And she feels that she can go back and she can engage. And frankly, wow. that's just, Oh, that's wonderful because here you have this woman who is smart, who is powerful, and she can now step into the, the role that she – and be the person that she wants to be. Boy, what an incredible impact you had on her life and I'm sure on the success of that business as well. I, uh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. You know, I one of the things I have to say that just struck me because like you, I, I am very much dedicated to helping people live the life of their dreams – through business, uh, through uh, entrepreneurship, or for that matter, uh, through their career in business. I, I like to try to help people in any way I can. And one of the things that struck me just like a slap across the face when I saw your system was the, the concept of retained earnings being the object of the exercise. What we're trying to do is move the money from here to here to here to here and not lose too much of it in here, here, and here so that as much as possible ends up here. And uh, which, you know, we could look at as retained earnings or, you know, personal wealth, money in the bank, whatever you want to call it. That is the object of the exercise. And I have seen so many 
people lose sight of that. They they don't. Um, there are other objection objectives that they're looking to serve, like being able to tell people that they're their own boss or what have you. But yes. they just so often lose sight of the fact that if you're not going to be putting money into retained earnings, go get a job somewhere else. Yes, and then and then have a have an account for yourself that's called retained earnings that you put money into. We, we want you to be wealthier. Yes, we want you to be wealthier in your self esteem and everything. But we also want you to be materially wealthier, and we will help you do that. And one of the the, the powerful uh, um, ways that we do that, the, 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 the difference is that we present your whole financial story and we can do it for your personal finances as well as your business as we present it in this whole, it's kind of, if you will, holistic view on your finances that you've got to see um, all parts of it. You know, people focus in one area or other. Some people are terrified of debt. Some people are uh, are, are uh, completely averse to expenses where, you know, a moderate amount of expense or the right amount of expense um, is appropriate. So people look at the parts and we get them to say, no, no, look, here's the whole. And as you said, Frank, in the end, it's about building your wealth through retained earnings. Yes. Another thing that I would uh, point out is that, and I'm learning more and more as I'm becoming more of a, more focused on being an educator myself, different people learn in different ways. And one of the things I thought was amazing about your system is that there's not only colors associated with it and motion and movement, but then there's a three-dimensional thing where you have us folding up these little boxes with little flags on the top and and putting them in the right spot, almost like a board game. And then also there's the tactile aspect of us putting our hands on these accounts and on these transactions, literally hands-on. Right, right. And I mean... It seems as though no matter how someone learns, they will be able to find a channel through the way you teach to glom onto this, particularly since the standard way of learning it is looking at, you know, little characters and flat on a page, and that's not working for them. So your your approach is so much different. It seems like there's almost no one it could not help. I'm, I'm just sitting here smiling, Frank, because that's exactly right. It's just such fun because, you know, we're humans and we, we want to move and we want to touch. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, people, you, you're quite right that actually if one got into the, the, the theory of instructional design, as, as we call it, yeah, we, we've, we've um, you know, made sure to include things for auditory learners and visual learners and kinesthetic learners, we call it, you know. In truth, though, we all want to see things. Some people rely on it more than others. But, yes, we've accommodated all sorts of things. We've got special sound effects. And, you know, what's so fun about running these programs is that um, we, we, I get to tease people halfway through when they realize that this is deadly serious and this is really working. I can start to be lighthearted and say, you didn't think you were coming to kindergarten, did you? <laughs> they put the little buckets, yellow and green buckets in front of them and uh, – yeah, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's just so non-threatening. And uh, and as a you know, as a facilitator, it's powerful because I literally, our, our, we've got these highly trained facilitators. We call them color accounting leaders, and we use the word leader instead of teacher because people we're leading people to a sort of self-discovery. Oh, and, I like that. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's very good. We don't want to tell you stuff. We want you to discover your own power, and oh, people just love it. And um, but the leaders are, are trained to literally sort of l- watch your eyes and, and watch your hands. And and what that enables us to do is, is sort of get inside your head for, as we call it, the dissonances, 
because it's like, well, why are you saying that? But your hand is hovering over that. <laughs> that Frank, it's amazing because, because that, you know, we, we can unpack one little misunderstanding that is ruining your business. That is just fantastic, Peter. Well, let me, I got two last questions for you here. Let's say that someone just can't either. They feel as though, uh, that it, it doesn't make sense for them to engage with color accounting with your class, your live class, or whatever. And uh, they just, but if you could think of the number one thing that any business owner or anybody listening to this uh, recording could do, let's say it's a, the most common misconception they have and what they could do to get it turned around that would have the biggest impact on their accounting literacy. Right. That's a great question, Frank, because one of the because we've been doing this for so long, we've been developing this for over 15 years, and we've been able to distill the key misunderstandings. And that's why suddenly learning accounting and learning how to read financial statements is now easy, because we've worked out that you need to know just three things. We call them aspects of learning in order to truly get accounting, right? And we call, we call them structure, language, and movement, Structure is, for example, how the balance sheet connects with the income statement. And we have a little sound effect for that. It's, it's real fun, too, and it has people truly see it. We work with a lot of law firms. All the top law firms are starting to use us. And that point, for example, for lawyers is huge. Oh, I see that the, the income statement is just explaining one number on the balance sheet. So that's an example of structure. And nice. language, Frank, is, is, um, is the words. Um, People don't understand what an expense is and people don't understand what revenue is. I'll give you an example of that, which also, you know, makes the hair on your arm stand up because we had this chap come into a workshop. It was actually in Australia and he wrote a book called Life After Liquidation. He'd inherited a business from his father and he determined to be the good son and, and run it successfully. And it, it crashed. It ran out of money. Oof. And so he was so determined to, to be a good son that he, he started another business and this also failed because he thought revenue was cash, but revenue mm -hmm. is not cash. And he was so busy that he, he had lots of sales happening, but they weren't turning into cash. And if you fix that problem alone, it can change everything. And the beautiful thing that he said was, oh my goodness, if I had just simply understood that, which is a language point that revenue is not cash, I wouldn't have had to write that book. Wow. And there we have it. That's great. That's exactly the kind of thing I was looking for. That's wonderful. Well, let's say then at somebody listening, uh, it's like, okay, you know, Peter is exactly the, the person I've been looking for. Color accounting is exactly the kind of thing that I need to help me get turned around. But we all, you know, we have that little devil on one shoulder that's saying, oh, well, you know, it's too expensive or it's too, like, you can't, you know, what are, what are the most common things that people put in in the way of themselves uh, that they need to think through and get over in order to move forward and engage with uh, building their accounting literacy by by connecting with color accounting. Oh, Frank, that's easy. Who's got, who's got a day to take a, you know a day out of their lives, their busy busy lives to to learn accounting? Right? It's like ah, accounting. Yeah. I'd rather go to the dentist <laughs> all day. Yeah, so so the shortage of time is 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 always uh, an issue for people. But you know what? Um, in the end, it saves so much time. Frank, I don't know if your listeners will believe that this, but I'm going to say it because it's 100% true. 
we so often get people to say, I learned more in one day than I learned in three semesters at college or in fact in my whole degree. I heard it at the bank on Monday. And so it's like, wow, you're telling me that it's, you know, a day is too long? Well, try, try waiting <laughs> three semesters. And it's a highly accelerated form of learning. So, um, you know, yes, you've got to take a day out of your life. And look, we've got programs that go for two hours and we've got programs that go for three days. Mostly our, our, our most popular program is a one-day workshop. And, um, you know, so it, it's actually quick. And it might not be urgent that you do it, but it's important that you do it. And in the long run, it's just going to do amazing things for you. In terms of price, you know, it's a few hundred dollars. It's really quite cheap. I mean, compared with keeping your business solvent, what can one yeah. say about that? Yes. And I, as I say, give it uh, my most hearty personal endorsement. And I did spend, you know, semesters at, in accounting and finance and years in business. And the insights that I was able to gain were just blinding. I mean, it was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've never looked at it this way before. And that's why, I've, you know, how long have we, you and I been talking about uh, doing this interview? And I'm so glad that we finally had a chance to connect. Because too, Frank, too long, because like we said, busy lives, right? But uh, Yeah, right. The same reason. Exactly. I'm totally enjoying this too, Frank. So uh, thank you. Well, uh, before we sign off, how can people connect with you? Uh, what's the best way for somebody to learn more about color accounting and what it can do for their business? Well, Frank, I mean, they can go to coloraccounting.com mm -hmm. and just and read up about it there. But, you know, the easiest thing would be to email me or, or in fact, my colleague who, who's very good at responding to inquiries and, and exploring people's needs, um, John Gorman. And uh, they can email john at uh, john at coloraccounting.com. And he would love to engage you. And, you know, we, we're, we're actually a social enterprise. We're about, you know, we're a for-profit company, but we're actually about making a difference for people. So we're not going to sell anyone, hard sell anyone. It's just let just tell us what your needs are. And if we find a fit and if we can find a time to get together, then we'll work with you to address your needs. And, and maybe you'll want to work with us. Maybe you'll come back in a few years' time whenever, it's, whenever you're ready. So we, we would just love to communicate with people. That's awesome, Peter. And obviously, that's very sincere and heartfelt. And I know from my own uh, interactions with Peter and John Gorman as well, that those are exactly the type of people that you'll be dealing with when you connect with Color Accounting. So, Peter, another ironic aspect of us speaking today is that you are travel all over the world. You you live in Bern, isn't that correct, in Switzerland? Geneva, Switzerland. Yep. Geneva. Okay, yep. my mistake. And uh, But today, you're only about six miles away from me in Alexandria, Virginia. <laughs> Indeed. I come to America often and it's good to be here. Yeah. That's great. Well, where are you flying off to next? I'm going home, Frank, and I'm going to have a week's holiday with my children. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, Peter, thank you again so much for being on Radio Free Enterprise and uh, for sharing color accounting with my listeners. I wish you guys all the best and I hope that you and I will get a chance to see each other again very soon. I do too, Frank. Thank you so much for the privilege of being on your show. Well, Lord only knows when the next time is I'll see Peter Frampton. But for the rest of you kids, until next time on Radio Free Enterprise, I'll see you on the radio. He's the kind of guy who finds microeconomics fascinating. Uh, but go ahead and listen anyway. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Filker.